Welcome to Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. In this show, I am going to help you to build strong spiritual muscles. We are going to get real and talk about real life situations that we go through, but how to not only go through, how to grow through. It's time to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. I am so thankful that you guys have joined me for the show today. I am so excited about this show. I mean, I am just bubbling over um, about this show today. My guests on the show today have been married for almost 27 years. They have two beautiful children, Lauren and Chase, and they have a son-in-law, Chasten. But this is the most exciting and the most yummy part of it all. My guests are expecting their very first grandson to be born in February. His name will be Easton. Oh, I could just eat him right now. Um, and so I am so excited about my guests. My two guests have spent about 20 years in full-time and part-time ministry. The majority of the time that they've spent in ministry was with children and youth but they've also ministered on marriage and family. And they are just two of the most just beautiful and godly people, just wonderful spirits, kind, gentle souls. And I am just so grateful and thankful to welcome Beth and Jeff Pitts to the show today. Welcome you two. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Yay, I'm so excited to have you here with me. This episode is called um, a message of encouragement for married people in ministry. And I'll tell you what, every single married person in ministry, as soon as they see this or hear this, they say, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's right. That's for me. We know that it has been divinely appointed because we need a message of encouragement for married people in ministry today. And so I have um, been, I mean, this has totally been given to me by God. Um, to have Beth and Jeff on the show today, because not only have they been in ministry for quite some time, but they also um, have been married for many years. And so I think that we are going to be able to glean insight and wisdom from them on today's show. And so I'm so excited to have you guys talk about even marital problems in ministry. I mean, I really want to kind of talk about some of the things that you guys have been through and just to encourage all the married people in ministry to know that, you know what, everybody's going through something. And so many times we just, we feel like we need to hide things or we feel ashamed because when you're married and you're in ministry, for a lot of people, they think, hey, those people don't go through anything. They're serving God. Nothing could be further from the truth. Right. We go through a lot and we actually get attacked, I believe, even more because we are doing God's will and we are serving him. So we have opposition. But the great thing is, is that we overcome all the obstacles through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And bless his holy name. Amen. So let's go ahead and just open up this show in prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we give you all the praise and honor and glory that is truly due your holy name. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you in. We know that it is the anointing that breaks the yokes off of people's lives. And Father God, I just ask that you will anoint Beth and Jeff and myself and that our words will just breathe new life into people, that our words will just break the yokes off of marriages, oh God. We just ask that you will help us to just penetrate every heart. Give everybody a listening, receptive hearing ear to hear the words of the almighty God. We know that this has been divinely appointed by you, oh God. And so we're asking that you will bring healing and just a restoration and repair and restore marriages all around the world for everyone listening now and that will listen in the future. I just ask that you will use us, oh God. Let us be your vessels and just come in. Oh God, we surrender it all to you and we give you glory in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 All right. So you guys have been in ministries for quite some time. So I want to talk about what you guys have experienced being in ministry and being married, because we know that it's not easy being in ministry for almost, what, 20 years. I mean, you guys have seen a lot. Yes, ma'am. So I want to talk about some of the marital issues that you were having in ministry, because we all go through marriage problems, but you're you're serving in ministry, you're children and youth pastors, leaders in the church, you were on staff in church for, I believe, quite some time. So when did the decline in your marriage start happening, Beth? When would you say that that started? Was, were you already in ministry or was it something that happened before then and just kind of carried over? And we were in ministry, I would say, when it really kind of plateaued, the, you know, problems that we were having plateaued. We had been in ministry probably about five to seven years, um, maybe a little bit longer. So we were in ministry, um, I mean, all, I mean, part-time ministry at the time, but we were actively on staff part-time at a church when things really just became really tough. Now, do you think that being in ministry kind of intensified it or was it more like just that convenient distraction that you hear people in ministry talk about that did it just kind of you know how did that how did that come about for me i feel like it was a little bit of both um i think that um had it not been for ministry as that as an outlet for me that it would have been harder. It was a very nice distraction for me and a good outlet to have to love on other people while I'm going through my own struggles. Mm -hmm. um, it was a very good distraction for me. So had I not had that outlet during that time, I think it would have been way more difficult for me. What do you think, Jeff? What do you think? Do you think the same? Yeah, I think she's right. Cause you get busy doing ministry and you get, you know, a lot of times you don't see outside that box. And a lot of times I know it, at home we can neglect one another at home and, and there's a front at church and when we're, when we're ministers and we're, and we're the pastors, yes. everything seems great. But yeah, having that, because we, we both love people and God's given us a heart for people. So for us to be there and be able to minister to people together, it kind of gave us, I guess, a, a, a step back from what was going on. You know, I love what you said. To put on that front in front of people, you know, I love the fact that you said that and that you're so transparent about that, Beth and Jeff, because I believe so many people are just so used to playing that role. You just get used to it. 
right? Absolutely, you do. And I think that we we definitely you know I think it's a, we, a lot of ministers get called in that role because you feel like if you're if you're if you're in that position if you're placed there you know, God's got a calling on your life or you're placed there by, by by your pastor or certain ministry you feel like you have to put on something up front you have to show people you can't have any flaws you can't have any chinks in the armor mm-hmm. and I think that that really uh, a lot of people about trying to do that they, you know there's a lot of stuff they sacrifice in their personal lives trying to be together and put that front on when they're out there. You know what? But I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because it's in conversations like this that kind of open people up because you know that God is speaking to you because you say, that's me. (laughs) Right. Right. You just, you know it. You just, you're like, okay, God's talking to us. And you know what? I want every listener out there to receive that because he is. Because I believe that God has to do, he wants to do a work in our marriages. He wants us to be free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? So we don't need to hide in these places and be ashamed. And by you two being, I I mean, I can't tell you, Beth and Jeff, how proud of you both that I am. Because not too many people are willing to be this transparent. But by your bravery you're going to help other people have that conversation with not only each other but with god right absolutely because they're going to know god is speaking to me i don't want to play a role anymore i don't want to do that first of all can i just tell you being a person who has played a role in the past that's exhausting very much so absolutely that is exhausting i mean you're you're literally i mean kind of similar to dr jackal and mr hyde maybe sometimes because you know, you can hate your spouse at home and then go in front of people and smile and, and be as gracious and loving and kind. And and it's just, I know that God wants to heal marriages. I know that he desires to do that. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you guys are on the show. You talked about the role. And I want to I wanna ask you a bit, how long would you say that this went on? Would you say that it went on for quite some time? Well, I would say that it was... Um it was just kind of a perfect storm that happened for us. It was a culmination of things over time. It wasn't like, you know, bam, one day we realized we were having some issues. It was just a culmination of things and time that happened. Um, I would say the healing process took probably a year, year and a half, two years. But on the other side of that, you know, we became best friends again. And, you know, here we are today. That's incredible. I mean, that's truly, that's the power of God. No doubt it is. I mean, it really is. I want to talk to you guys about something because I feel like in a church setting, when we go to church and you know the people there and, and they have expectations and they have thoughts about you and they've kind of, you know, just assume that everything is fine and great. I think that a lot of people don't reach out for help because of that inside of those walls with the people that you see every Sunday, you see every time you go to church. Do you guys think that because you were in that environment with the people that knew you, that it lasted maybe a little bit longer because maybe you were afraid to reach out because they knew you? Or, I mean, I mean, reach out in the church, inside of the church. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we on purpose did not reach out inside the church. Yeah. We purposefully sought out an independent counselor. Um, you know, we wanted a Christian counselor, someone that believed, but we purposefully sought counsel outside of the church. 
and I know some people that might be kind of controversial for them, but for us, it was a natural knee-jerk response um, because we just felt like we would, I don't know, we would have unbiased, this person didn't know us, they knew neither one of us. Yes. So it would be unbiased advice and counsel. So we purposefully sought counsel outside of the church for that very reason. I, yeah, I think too the the a lot of times the pastors get put in a bad situation because if people have marital problems, you know whether they're just uh, members of the church or whatever the they go to the pastor and immediately they're expecting him to pick a side. He always gets put in a bad position. Yeah. So uh, you know he's the pastor to both these people and he's got you know he listens. So I think it's good to seek. Uh, you know, for us we felt like it was a good for us to stay outside you know, of our norm and our you know the. the people that we knew and you know doc she said it was definitely uh you know we, we prayed about it and got got opened up a door with a christian counselor for us to go to but i think pastors get put in a horrible situation a lot of times with marriage marriage counseling because you know, a lot of times they're not equipped for that god has not graced them to do that and uh, there's people that god's really you know as a calling on their life for that ministry absolutely i think too that people also fear the judgment of their pastors. Could you say, okay, well, I'm supposed to be pastoring. <laughs> that, and to me, I like kind of what we you alluded to earlier in our conversation. Um, you do have, I don't want to say fear, maybe a strong word, but you have hesitation that if you do speak up to your pastor, your senior pastor, that their immediate reaction is to pull you from ministry. And to me, that would have been the worst thing that could have done for me. Um, That's good. It was a concern of, hours you know number one we didn't want our pastor to know that we were having these issues um so that's partly it but we also i did also was fearful that they would automatically assume that we needed to step down and take a break and i can firmly tell you that would have been the worst thing for us to have happened wow that's so powerful beth i'm so happy that you said that because so many times people will see marital, if they know that you're having marital issues, they'll say, well, you're not, maybe you shouldn't be here. Maybe, maybe you need to get yourself together. Maybe, maybe you're not ready for this. And it's like, well, hold on. I mean, I've still been called. I mean, everything is not perfect, but goodness gracious, can I still serve the Lord in my calling? Exactly. Right. So I'm so glad that you said that because that's a whole nother perspective that I feel like we have to have these kind of conversations on just because somebody is not, first of all, I want to say this, everybody's going through something just because somebody comes and opens up. It doesn't mean that the, the person that you're talking to is not going through something. It just may mean that they're not in a place to either deal with theirs or they're not going to open up to you in that kind of way. But just because we're hiding something and concealing something doesn't mean that we're healed. It just means that it's hidden. Exactly. Right. And so what I love about what you two said is God put it on your heart. He was doing some things in you and changing you so that you begin to seek, even if you're seeking, and we want to encourage everybody, even if you're seeking outside of the church and you're not comfortable seeking inside, what Beth and Jeff are saying is that they still sought the help that they needed. Absolutely. I want people to know that, you know, don't just stay there and say, okay, well, I'm uncomfortable in my church. So I'm just going to kind of hold on to this pain and not deal with it. No, 
Beth and Jeff sought help even outside of the church with a Christian counselor, and that is why they've been married for almost 27 years now. So I'm encouraged by that. And I believe that other people are encouraged by that. I want to talk to you guys about any specific, did you have any specific scriptures? Like I know when I went through my depression, I was going through some things with my husband. You know how sometimes you're just like, I love you, but I'm just not feeling you right now. You know, we all have to go through that. You know, I'm not feeling you right now, but I love you though. Did you have any specific scriptures that you clung to in that time and just, you know, maybe recited over your head, just had to hold on to? You know, this is interesting because I remember this very vividly. I was sitting on my couch and you may think I'm crazy, but the Lord gave me this scripture. He just literally dropped it in my spirit about a week before things came to a head with Jeff and I. And I remember thinking, oh, thank you, Lord. That is wonderful. I love you so much. You're so incredible. And he is. Yes, he is. But a week later, I never knew how much... I was going to have to cling to this scripture. Wow. And I'm trying to get through this without, but it was Proverbs 3, 5. And I'm, like I said, it was on a day off that I had from work and I'm sitting on my couch and this scripture was just downloaded. Just, I heard, I almost heard him audibly say it to me. Wow. And it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Because let me tell you, if I was directing my path at that time, it would have been a very different one. Yeah. Those things came in our in our life that we had to deal with. I immediately knew who I needed to go to because he had already spoken it to me a week before. So I just knew. I, and I took great comfort in that, that I, I knew that I just had to trust him. Wow. That's powerful, Beth. I mean, I have chills. Um, I mean, that's just so powerful. That is the exact verse that I clung to. And I tell you what, it really is. You know why? Because I believe that the Holy Spirit just reminds us that unless we trust in him, if we only trust what these eyes see and what we feel, oh, goodness gracious, we're going to be in big trouble. But trusting in him and leaning not on your own understanding is what has brought you both through today. Absolutely. What about you, Jeff? What, what what would you say that you clung to the most at that time? I think it in the in right in the midst, uh, you know, when you're going through that, really for me it was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and I love it in the New Living Translation. It says, "For I know the plans I have for you," says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So I, you know, I know the calling that God had on our life, and you know we, where we were at in our marriage, and you know, calling God had for our marriage, and what we wanted our marriage to be, and we knew God wanted it to be. So it's not God plans in the story of that. We know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, God's came and we have life and have more abundantly. That's in our marriage. That's with our children. That's in the church. So, you know, this, so I knew that, I mean, I'm just holding on to this is not God's will. This is not, this is not something that is planned. You know, people get stuck in, well, you know, maybe we've fallen out of love or maybe something's happened and maybe, you know, maybe I married the wrong person or maybe, but you know, God, his ordained marriage, we know that, and, and you know, uh, I think that a lot of times people get, they try to justify in their own mind that it's okay if this happens, or just, you know, people, there's so many divorces, there's so much going on, and it's fine, but, you know, for me, I know that that's not God's will, and I know that's not God's will for, for any marriage, that, you know, God's, God's put these people together, so, yeah, that's the one that I held on to, is this, you know, it's not God's will, his plan is, his, his will is for 
for is not for our disaster, but for our future, for our hope. Wow, amen. That's powerful. I tell you what, I think that that just gives everybody out there some encouragement that we have to remember that. God's plan is to prosper us. God's plan is to help us. He wants us to have healthy marriages. He doesn't want us to just run straight for, okay, it's not working out. Well, see ya. Nice knowing you. Bye. Love you, mean it. (laughs) So, you know, I think that that's just so powerful that you guys clung to scripture. And for every married person listening, I know we say that, and, and sometimes I think sometimes in ministry we get lost because we're used to ministering. We're used to going to scripture for teachings and preachings, but we have to remember in our own daily lives and daily walk that we have to cling to scripture. Right. Not just preach it, not just teach it, but we actually have to, Beth and Jeff, I mean, they had to stand and literally, and I know Beth a bit, but we had to, I mean, she was clinging with, you know, for dear life and so was Jeff. But you guys made it. Yes. You guys made it by the good grace of God. Grace of God. Absolutely. And so I want to tell everybody out there, listen, Beth and Jeff and myself, we are not certified counselors. We're not, um, you know, therapists. We don't have a PhD. The only HD I think any of us have is TVs. But... (laughs) But this is what I want to tell everybody. What we have is HS. We have the Holy Spirit. Right. Amen. And what I'm here to say is that God, yes, he'll lead you to other people to help you and to counsel you. And I, I counsel people and, and Jeff and Beth, I know you, you both counsel people as well. And we've got to invite the Holy Spirit in. We've got to let him into our marriages. We've got to let him into our homes and our hearts because only with the help of the Holy Spirit have Jeff and Beth been able to overcome these things in their marriages. They didn't do this on their own. I'm not doing it with my husband on my own. We have very much help. Absolutely. And so we're here to encourage everybody to lean on the Holy Spirit. You hear the scriptures that they've clung to. That's what we need to do. That's absolutely what we need to do. I want to talk to you both about this. There are so many people, and I believe that there's a lot of pastors that this happens to, and it's I believe it's men and women, where they're leading in ministry. They're, they may be leading in business, but they're not leading in their homes. And I want to talk, to, uh, I want to talk about that a bit because I think that it's very important that we are first leading in our home and then serving. I mean, of course, I'm not talking about a perfect relationship or a perfect marriage, but I'm saying if we are devoting all of our time at church, if we're devoting all of our time in serving, then how are we going to have strong, healthy relationships, marriages, and, and even with our children? Can you guys speak on that about a, a bit? Jeff, I know that you, you've done you know, a lot of things in ministry with Beth by your side, but what would you say to people who are leading in ministry and, and serving in many different, maybe many different ministries, but not, not at home? Yeah, I know uh, always reminds me of, of not being able to say no to anything because I, you know, I, I love to do it. I love ministry. I love being in you know, and People like to be asked to do stuff. You like to be, for being encouraged by your pastor or your, or your peers to, to do, you know, whether it's, you know, 
a teaching or a, a drama or a nursery or whatever you want you know whatever they're asking you to do you want to be there but i know uh with us we were we got really really busy and you know you think it's okay because you're doing this is god's will this is what we're supposed to be doing this is what we're called to do but i know personally myself and, and Beth, she jokes with me about it but i i do have trouble saying no to you know stuff and, and i'll and i got to where you know you get to a point where the teaching you know we did children's ministry we do a children's church or youth for a long time or some teaching but i was able to do it you know just it came it, it came just very easy and very natural and just like you said a minute ago a lot of times we i've studied scripture i had my sermons ready everything's ready to go but as far as that that's scripture was for what i was teaching and preaching and a lot of times i wouldn't apply that to my own life or, or really taking it to heart you know and we do that in our own personal relationship with god we have we may, you know, we, we may mistake or, or uh, put aside our own quiet times because we're getting ready for ministering or getting ready for sermons or getting ready. But that personal relationship is, is what uh, is obviously what's going to make our ministry what it needs to be anyway. And I think for me, I, you know, we, we get really, really busy. I know at the time that everything kind of came to a head with us. We were really, really involved. I think it was actually full-time staff at that point. And, uh, you know, we were at the church a lot and you know our kids were small or, or younger so uh yeah i definitely think people can fall into that trap and think that you're you're doing god's will god's gonna bless it and you you know you let your family go or not not intentionally but it happens yes you know what i, I told beth this a while back my pastor my ohio home church pastor i remember one sunday he said to the congregation he said to everybody, and he was a loving, godly man. He was, he, I mean, there was no malice or, you know, malicious intent when he said this, but this is what he said. He said, some of you are serving and he, God had laid this on his heart. And he said, women who are serving, God, God has been telling me that you need to go home to your husbands. You need to take a break from serving. And he said the same thing for men. And some people will see that and that'll be kind of like, well, why would a pastor tell people who are serving and they're trying to, you know, they're being very giving of themselves and just, you know, self-sacrificial. Why would he tell them that? And I tell you what, having been in ministry now for about four years and having gleaned from other people in ministry, such as yourselves, I truly do believe that that was from God. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. It's very total wisdom. I believe that we can get so busy being busy and our home life is a hot mess. Yes. And I don't believe that that is God's divine. God is a God of order. I don't believe that that is in his divine order. Now, I think as ministers, a lot of times we're afraid to trust God with letting some stuff go or you know, and people think they, they maybe get to a certain level and they're afraid if they don't do what they're doing that somebody else is going to step in there or somebody else is going to. And I think even with pastors, I mean, that's a bold move for your pastor to say that. Cause I think a lot of pastors are afraid to say that because they're thinking if I say that, then I'm giving people an out, you know, giving them an out at that point. And am I going to have somebody to keep nursery next week or am I going to have some ushers or, but that's really, if, I mean, I believe it's the heart of God that, you know, we need to take care of our, our family first. You know, we put God first and then family and then, and then church and is the order that we've always been taught. 
but do we truly do that? You know, and I think a lot of pastors will fall into that trap, but that's a bold move for your pastor to say that. I, you, I respect him for that. I tell you what, it was, it was bold. And I believe Jeff and Beth that he said that because as ministers, regardless of what we feel that people may, how they may respond or what happens, we first have to trust God. Right. I mean, we can't teach people and preach to people, well, trust God if we're not willing to stand on that. So as you said something so good, you said they may be afraid even that people won't show up to serve and help, but we have to trust God. And the Bible tells us to pray for more laborers because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So therefore pray to the God of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest to send out more laborers. So I want to do that with you all tonight as we're as we close the show and pray for more laborers. But what I want to encourage people to do, every person in ministry listening, is that I believe wholeheartedly in seeking God before serving. I, I just truly believe that. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we can't say, you know, God doesn't give us an instant response or sometimes, you know, it's quicker than others where, you know, God says, yes, he's put that in our spirit. You know, we, we have a peace covering about it. But if we are constantly busy and we're constantly saying yes to everything, I believe that that can give room to the enemy to step in, distract us, have our home life be out of order. And then, you know, we are now just operating in this mindset of I got to do, I got to be, I got to say, I got to go. And I've, I've taught this before because I truly believe it. The Bible says that we should always be praying. That's ABP. I don't believe that it says we should always be preaching. Right. right. Absolutely. I think that we need to take a break and take a breath. Yep. Get back centered, get refueled so that we can be filled again and go out. Because Jeff and Beth, as you know, it it takes a lot of energy to, you know, be preaching and you're giving your all and you're, you know, the, the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, you get tired. So I think we need to, you know, sometimes take a break and take a breather, seek God on your next step. And that's what I love about what you guys are doing. because. I want you to talk about this for a bit because you guys actually have stepped away. You're not, you haven't stepped away from serving. I want to say that Jeff and Beth serve every day of their life. (laughs) They're servants of God. So they have not stopped serving, but what they have um, done is they stepped away from ministry for a while and you're kind of seeking God on your next steps. Talk to me about why you chose to do that. Well, it was funny because over the last few years, um, Jeff would come to me and say, maybe it's time that we step down for a minute. And I'd be like, no, I'm not ready. I think we should keep going. Um, And then about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, the Lord spoke to both of us right around the same time. And we were literally both kind of released at the same moment. So we knew that when we were both ready to kind of pull back the reins a little bit and step out of ministry, Um, that that was what we needed to do. And, you know, it's been a blessing. We thought it would be really, really difficult because really serving in ministry is really all we know. So it's very different when you go and sit in the sanctuary 
in big church, if you will, when you're used to being back there with kindergartners through fifth graders. Wow. So what have you guys been kind of doing? I'm sorry, let me let you go ahead and chime in on that, Jeff. That's fine. I was just going to say that, yeah, for me, it was, it was tough, it was, you know, because like, like I said, I've done it for so long. And, you know, every so I could do it. I was a robot. I could, I mean, I could go in there and best like her. You she, look like you can preach, Jeff. Pressure, Beth is not. So she would go, what are we going to do today? And I said, I, don't worry. God's, God's in it. God's going to take care of it. And, man, we'd go in. And, so for me, having an outlet was a you know, big thing, you know, because I know uh, I think we need an outlet as Christians, whether you're on staff or whether you're ministering or whether you're just, you know, walking around here in your, your normal life. I think, you know, God flows through you. You know, Holy Spirit throws through us to other people to touch other people and you know the sig alley and in the dead sea are fed by the same body of water but and there's life in the sig alley there's no life in the dead sea and the only difference is the sig alley has an outlet and well, I come on jeff pitts yeah we, need that. we gotta have that outlet to, and that's what i have i have kind of struggled with you know but what i didn't realize was that we've had more opportunities we've had more you know even not being on staff per se uh, and not doing the normal thing every Sunday. God's placed people in our lives that we've been able to minister to and flow into totally outside the church. Some of them inside the church, but man, ministry's happening every day. It's happening in those four walls. It's happening in your workplace. It's happening you know, at your neighbor's house. So we've been able to kind of see that. But for me, I've kind of been just looking. And I, I, I thought to begin with, I had to find something to, you know, place a stake right here. And this is our new thing. And, you know, God's, God's working on that. But I think the new thing, I mean, what God, God's been working through both of us. And before, our ministry was kind of, Beth liked to stay in the background a little bit. She would like to, you know, she didn't want to be out there. She didn't want to be out front. Yeah, she, she was background Beth. She was background. She was just the, 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 the pretty face, you know, That's to right. my crazy ass, right? So I, I think that, you know, God was really doing something in her. And I told her that I think, she's going to be a, a huge part of what our next step in, in God's got planned for us. So we're excited about what God's going to do. That's good stuff right there, Jeff Pitts. I tell you what, I, I mean, I just feel the Holy Spirit all over me. I'm like, Jeff, you go on Pastor Pitts. I know that's right. Um, so, yeah, and I agree with you. Um, you know, I do definitely think that God is bringing some things out of Beth because as she told you I did ask Beth, hey, Beth, what is your, and God put this on my heart. It was where I was eating. I was literally just eating dinner, sitting down, and the Lord told me, ask Beth what her ministry is. Not, not Jeff's, but what is hers? So I did ask her, and she was like, Jeff's going to die. I mean, she just literally, because you had told her that. So um, not too long before that. So I believe that God was confirming that. I think so. I literally almost fell out of my chair when she asked me that because that's a struggle for me. I've always told Jeff, you're called to ministry, not me. I'll be your helpmate. I'll be beside you. I'll support you. But I'm. that's not me. That's all you. And he literally had been speaking to me about that very thing. Um, I mean, literally two days before you asked me that and um so i was really kind of putting him off telling him maybe you misheard you know maybe the holy spirit didn't speak to you in that way <laughs> just like the holy spirit is he brings someone else like yourself to ask me that i literally almost fell out of my chair when you asked me that 
Yeah, I mean, it was actually amazing to see. And I was going like, why are you perplexed? I was just staring at Beth and she was just so, she was just so perplexed. Her mouth was open. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, but I'm happy that he confirmed that for you because I believe, I mean, I know with all certainty that there is a calling, obviously, on both of your lives. I think that what God is going to do is going to be something unique. I think what he's going to do, he's already doing. And I want to touch on what you said, Jeff, because I can't encourage people enough exactly on what you said. Outside of the church, now I know inside of the church, of course, we want to gather together. We don't want to fail to assemble ourselves. We want to dwell in unity with one another. We want to be on one accord. We want to get together and corporately worship and fellowship and provide needs and all of that. So all of that is essential. It's important. It's established by God. The church inside of the church is essential. But what I really want every married person in ministry to grasp and hold on to is that exactly what you said, you're serving in many other ways, even outside of the church, even more now. And I believe that that is what God is calling us to do. Yes, Remove the four walls from our minds and just serve, love people, encourage them, you know, spread wisdom, joy, peace. I mean, you're doing that. So you guys are actually operating in your ministry. Right. It just is not, you know, inside of the four walls of the church. And of course, and I want to encourage everybody because what myself and Jeff and Beth are saying is not don't serve in church. Exactly. That's a huge blessing. Absolutely. It's an honor to serve people. It's an honor to serve God. So what we're, we're not saying that, but what we are saying is, God wants to use you right where you are, on your job, when you go take a walk at the grocery store, wherever you might be. And as I've seen and as they've seen, God has been drawing people to them and them to other people to minister to, to fellowship with, to glean from, all types of different things. So our ministry is outside of the four walls of the church as well. Right. Ministries, right? So. I want you guys to take um, some of the last moments that we're going to spend together on this interview. This has been so awesome, by the way. And I just want you to encourage, Beth, there's a woman out there, and she's exactly where you were when it was so, you know, when you were going through your, at the height of your marital problems with Jeff. And she's in ministry, and she's suffering, and she's hurting. She's not going to the people within her church, because as we all agree, and as you said, that's very difficult for her. So I want you to speak to that woman who's exactly where you were and encourage her and just let her know, you know, that she should be encouraged and why she should be encouraged today. Wow. I what I would tell her is to not do what I did and wait so long to address the issues that you see ahead of time. Um, I think I knew there were some issues there and I kept putting them to the side thinking that they would just work out magically on their own. Um, I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit telling me that I needed to address issues that I did not address when I knew full well from him that I should have. So I would encourage her, number one, to not wait so long 
to um, address the issues and to get help with them. Um, encourage her to know that um, the Holy Spirit and the Lord is your comforter and your guidance, and he's your best friend, and he is um, everything you need exactly when you need it. And he's there to, and he, if you just trust him to direct your path and to light your way and follow exactly what he tells you to do, and you need to have an ear to listen and um, to be able to hear his voice. And if you do that and you are willing to follow what he says, then you will be okay. If I had followed what I said and what I wanted to do, we would not be sitting here today. Wow. Um, my knee-jerk reaction would have been to leave. I'm done. Um, but luckily, and thank goodness that um, you know the Holy Spirit had already spoken to me before any of this came to a head, and I knew exactly what I needed to do. So just listen to the Holy Spirit's guidance, because he obviously will not lead you in a direction you don't need to go. That's powerful, Beth. Wow. That, I mean, that gives me chills and it just, it encourages me, but it also is going to encourage so many others because I just think that every single person married and in ministry, if you don't need it now, you just have to give it a little bit more time because you absolutely will. Amen. So what about for you, Jeff? Uh, I think the, the first covenant that God made with Adam and Eve and, and, uh, and so we know that, that that's God ordained and I think a lot of times if you're a pastor if you're on staff if you're a leader at the church you feel like you're the man especially if you the, the male in the relationship feels like uh, well I got to do this I got to uphold this image and listen I would encourage uh, pastors to listen to their wives because I think it's hard a lot of times for people to do that you know they think well I'm the man God's telling me God but I'll just take a step back and, and really say, is God telling me this? Is, is, you know, take time to listen to your wife. Take time to pray together. You know, if she has concerns, if she brings a concern to you, don't just blow it off and say, hey, man, I, I'm, I, I'm the man of God in this house. And I think we need to, you know, this marriage is, a, you know, it's a covenant that God's ordained, you know, for us to be together. God's placed your wife there for a reason. He calls her a helpmate. And that's as far as, you know, as far as ministry or anything else you're doing. So I would encourage men to listen to their wives, listen to the Holy Spirit, obviously pray that, you know, if there's, if there's issues or there's problems, or maybe you don't think they're problems, or maybe you think they're small and your wife thinks they're, if you, I, I think any, anything that uh, would bring any kind of damage to that covenant, you want, you know, I, I, I would encourage you know, to pray and listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to their wives. Wow. Amen and hallelujah is what I have to say to that. Listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to your wife. Where is, where is my husband? He needs to listen to this three times. Just kidding. <laughs> that was so incredible. I mean, that is just going to encourage so many uh, women and men married and in ministry. I mean, I want to touch on something before we close because um, I asked you if I could share this, Beth. There's something that you said, and it's so good. And I said, Beth, even you just saying that is going to encourage people. And so I want to say what you said. You said, when I was talking to you about this interview, and I said, Beth, do you have any reluctancy? And you were like, a little. And I said, well, what's your reluctancy? And you said, now, I know that this may be pride in me but there's still a part of me that wants to seem like I have it all together. Absolutely. 
And I said, Beth, just that statement alone is going to help so many other people. We, I think everybody in their life has or will feel that way throughout their lives that you just say, okay, I want it to still seem like I have it all together. I don't want to seem like I have all the issues while everybody else is seeming like they're fine. Right. Right. So a lot of times that causes people to want to bury it, want to hide it, want to play that role because, well, then everybody's going to know that I'm not fine. That statement is going to help so many people. And what I want to do is in in closing is I want to encourage everybody to understand what Beth and Jeff have come here together to say today, because this has been divinely given. And what they're saying is you don't have to play a role. It's okay to seek help outside of the church. If you need to, it's totally okay Get the help that you need. Don't wait too long to do that. Listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to your wife. I'm going to say hallelujah and hallelujah and amen. Amen. And, you know, make sure that you're praying and clinging to scripture and understand that your calling goes beyond the church. Of course, we want to serve. We want to serve with a pure heart. We want to serve with a grateful heart. And we can serve as God leads us. Absolutely. Amen. So I want to thank you both for being so brave and courageous because I tell you what, Beth, my beautiful friend, I work with Beth, by the way, but this is my beautiful friend. And Jeff, I tell you, you guys have helped so many people now and in the future that may never get a chance to say, hey, I listened to that podcast. I was going through marital problems. We were on the brink of divorce and I listened to that at the right time and you have helped us to stay together today. So for that, I want to thank you both because that is true. That's self-sacrificial love. That's loving your neighbor as yourself. That's loving as God loves. Amen. I really believe this is divine timing. Um, as I told you the other day at work, um, this is 10 years almost to the day that things came to a plateau in our relationship where, you know, we were going to go one way or the other. So almost 10 years today, almost. Wow. That, so I don't think it's a mistake that we're recording this today. That's so incredible. Okay. Well, on that, I'm going to go ahead and put a praise dance on that, Beth. I'm I'm dancing. And I'm just so grateful that he brought you guys through. He's going to continue to carry you even further. And you're going to get even closer. And I just, I see God doing such great things in your marriage and in your ministry. So everybody, I want to invite you all um, to also pray for Jeff and Beth as they have shared so much. Uh, We want to make sure that we're praying for them and that God will just continue to keep them, bless them in their ministry and all of their future endeavors. You know what? I want to invite Easton to the show for his, when he uh, says his first word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just have him on here. He'll, he'll prophesy a little bit to us. So let's go ahead and say a prayer in closing over everybody. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. And Father God, we just love you. 
Father God, I want to thank you for Jeff and Beth. I want to just thank you for them, that they were so bold and courageous, that they didn't hold back, that they didn't self-preserve, that they weren't too afraid to be transparent. I just thank you for them. And I just ask that you will bless them and give them a double portion, oh God. I just ask that you will just bless them in every area of their marriage, their health, their finances, uh, just in their minds and in their emotions. I just ask that you will just touch them even in their bodies, oh God, and just begin to just heal anything in them that even maybe they don't even know or see, oh God. I'm just asking that you will just prosper them as Jeff read off that scripture, oh God, that those are the plans that you have for them. Just prosper them and elevate them to the place that you would have them to be. And I just ask that you will fill their hearts and with peace and joy, knowing that they have done such a good work for you. And I just ask that you will just uh, feel everybody listening with a receptive heart and mind and ear. Let them know that this has been divinely placed for them. Help them to use the tools and the wisdom nuggets and the knowledge and all that insight that they could glean from this show for good so that you can just put us back into your divine order that we know that you seek to do. We also ask that you will just raise up more laborers in the church, oh God. So many times it's just the same people and they may be feeling burnt out. They may be feeling tired of serving. They may be serving with a, a spirit of heaviness or just even irritable or frustration because they always are the ones that are serving. But I just ask that you will raise up laborers, oh God, that serve joyfully with a pure, with a pure heart, with a servant's heart. And I just ask that you will help them in every area of our churches, oh God, in the body of Christ to serve and to just be as bold and courageous and transparent and loving as Jeff and Beth have been on Get Spiritually Fit. I thank you, Lord, and we love you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Jeff and Beth, I invite you guys back with Easton. We'll have, you know, part two. Jeff and Beth, a message from Easton. That sounds great. Sounds great. Bye. I love you both. Bye. Thank you love so much. Thank love you. you too.